In a world with too much pop culture to consume, one woman and one man will argue about it until they get bored. It's an epic battle between obsession and indifference, and the winner will determine, well, very little actually, Emily Jones and Eric Johnson star in Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob. Whoever wins, we're still losers. Welcome to Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob, the podcast where we argue about something one of us is totally obsessed with. And the other has never even seen. I'm Emily Jones. And I'm Eric Johnson. If this is your first time listening, you can find more Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob at gvnpodcast.com. And you can also find all of our past episodes on iTunes and Google Play. Today we're watching Gilmore Girls, the beloved WB series about a single mom and her teenage daughter, their crazy close relationship, and their quirky small town. They are heavily caffeinated, talk a mile a minute, and are pretty universally charming. So just like me, I mean, I expect to relate to this perfectly. Basically, yeah. Or so I'm told. I've never actually seen the show. But we're going to watch it. We are, indeed. We're going to watch the first three episodes of the first season. Okay, so we're not going to watch all seven seasons today. I mean, I am currently in the process of rewatching all seven seasons, but as per usual, I'm not going to ask you to do that unless you, like, watch it and willingly buy in. Okay, well, we'll find out what I thought of it after the break. One one thing I do have to say, um, do please just bear in mind that uh, this is an early 2000s show on the WB, so please, please forgive it its opening credit sequence, which, like... I love in like a in like a folksy nostalgia kind of way, but like could definitely be off-putting. Okay. Hey guys, Eric and I are off watching the very first three episodes of Gilmore Girls, which are conveniently available to stream on Netflix. That is so nice. I love it when that happens. I when, know. When we watched the last TV show that we watched together, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. That was right before they put that show on Netflix. And so I had to actually pay for those episodes. I know. It's brutal. But no, the wonderful thing is just like when you got me hooked on Doctor Who, if you get into Gilmore Girls, you can just watch all of it. As long as you do it by Thanksgiving, because that's when Netflix is putting out new Gilmore Girls. Okay, but just for this, we're going to talk about the first three episodes. So spoilers for those three. Yes. After this break ends, which is... Right now. Hey guys, Emily and I just watched the first three episodes of Gilmore Girls, WB series. Uh, And uh, before we get to what I thought of this uh, extremely well-liked show, I've heard about it from a lot of people. Uh, Emily, why did you, why why do you love Gilmore Girls so much? Well, first let me say that I feel like an idiot and apologize because I was screwed up in my head and I was thinking that the fourth episode of the first season is the third episode. Um, which I find very frustrating. Not that I don't like the episodes that we watched, but I wish we would have watched The Deer Hunters, which Gilmore Girls fans who are listening to this know what that is and know why it is such an excellent episode and has a lot of key series elements going on in it. Anyway, um, beyond the fact that we didn't get to watch The Deer Hunters, however, um, oh, there are so many things, but the central thing for me and everyone, I think, on the planet with Gilmore Girls is the relationship between Rory and Lorelai, which you don't see as developed as I thought you did in these three episodes. Um, 
but you still see a lot of it. And uh, well, I mean, they do have a lot of sort of from the get go, a lot of like the banter when they're in the coffee shop right. before we even know that she's her daughter. You know, there's clearly an established, you know, relationship whole, there that we're a whole thing spying on. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, it's just it's delightful on like multiple levels. So, like, first of all, obviously, I wish that everyone else in the world also spoke in like rapid fire pop cultural references. since That's <laughs> kind of like how I would like the world to be. I was surprised at how continually relevant some of those references are. So it's so dense with references. It's yeah. crazy. Honestly, I've rewatched it many times, and, like, every time there's at least one thing where I'm like, oh, wait, I've seen that movie, like, since the last time I watched this, and now I get that <laughs> reference. I didn't know there was a reference to that. Um, but then also just, you know, sort of on the on another level, it's like, I feel like it's a really rare relationship to have on a TV show. Um, you know, I won't say all of the time, because I will never say all of the time, but most of the time, the vast mm. majority of the time shows that have like parent teenager relationships are either like really focused on the teenager and the teenager's world and so no matter if it's a good or a bad relationship with a parent for the most part they're just kind of this like parental foil who just doesn't understand you know or it's a show that's like primarily about the adults and you know the teenagers are largely these sort of flippant balls of angst Hmm. and like I mean you see Rory like you know, flip out and get a little angsty with her mother a couple times in these episodes because she does because she's 16. I, I would but say like, Lorelai freaks out, flips out yes. way more than Rory does. Well, she does, yes. And <laughs> I have I have more thoughts on that. But like, I don't know. It's really, it's really, really, really refreshing and nice to see, to have this, this great like mother-daughter relationship on TV that's like, they're so close and they genuinely like like each other. They love each other. They're each other's best friend. They love spending time together. It's just like, you know, it's just it's just a really nice, refreshing thing. And it also, you know, to a broader extent, is like the core relationship of an entire show that is pretty much about relationships and mostly women's relationships and a lot of relationships of women to other women. And it's just like, oh, God, it's magic. <laughs> yeah, I I totally like dig the fact that this show is going in a different way from the traditional TV parent-child, you know, relationship. I totally dug that, you know, and I uh, respect that a lot. Um, and knowing that this show goes on for a long while, knowing that a lot of people love it, I would totally believe that it goes on to great things. That said, if these had been, like, the only three episodes I watched, and I was, like, when, if, when I was watching this when it was new on TV or whatever... I would not have come back for what is apparently a great episode four. Um, That's part of why I'm kicking myself about picking the wrong episodes at the beginning. Um, Like, I feel like you need the first one and probably the second one for establishing a lot of things. There's a lot of world building going on here. Yeah, but, oh my God, the fourth one is so much better. And I really, really thought it was the third one. The third episode, (laughs) it's a perfectly fine episode, but like... Oh, God, it so doesn't matter that much. And the first two already have so much Richard and Emily relationship with Lorelai business going on. Ah, I'm so mad because the fourth one is... Richard hmm. and Emily are the two wealthy parents, right? Yes, they are Lorelai's parents, Richard and Emily Gilmore. So um, there actually is something that I latched onto a lot in my notes when I was watching this. um, Because for a while, I was sort of in sort of this uncanny valley sense with, with Richard and Emily of just like, who do they remind me of? And then I finally keyed in on Emily, uh, both her, her status as the wealthy mother who was incredibly insensitive at, at most times, and also her voice. Mm, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with uh, often 
nasty and intentionally hurtful. Yeah. Well, that, that not, goes not always, but especially, especially like, I don't know, especially in these, because there are times when she's not being intentionally hurtful later on, but oh my God, she's so cutting in some of these interactions. Yeah. And, and that combined with her voice finally made me realize, oh, I'm thinking of Jessica Walter, Lucille Bluth from Arrested Development. Yeah. Which is also a show that's kind of a, a, a frequently mocking, you know, the wealthy and sort of the, uh, the, class you know barrier between you know here here's the the child who's working to make a living versus the parents who are completely you know blind to the world because of their wealth and um that kind of brings me to obviously this 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 is a show not every show could be arrested development but i feel like a lot of the jokes in this show were kind of just like an almost thing for me like there's like oh that's clever but i didn't laugh you know like i i feel like the writing was it, it felt a little bit I, I don't know. I, I want. I really wanted to like sort of the you know the the dramedy elements of this show. I, I you know uh, I was not going into this like trying to root against it, but I felt like a lot of the um, like in the third episode, which I think is when the Emily character is like I think at her nastiest out of these three. Um, I think that's the one um, where like she and Lorelai have like the the sidebar, you know, like you know brawl before before. Uh, before Rory goes off golfing with her grandfather. You can use your mother's old golf clubs. They're upstairs gathering dust along with the rest of her potential. Brutal. And that's a really, like, harsh line. And I, like, I dig that. But I don't know. I it, st- Stuff like that. I, I don't know. I, I, the show just didn't really... Um, didn't connect with me, I guess. And I, I, I felt like maybe the, some of those moments weren't totally earned. By the characters, I don't know. I'm, I'm rambling here, but yeah, yeah, and it's a tough thing. Um, I mean, I think I that sounds to me like there's a combination of things going on. Like, um, I mean, it's definitely not a, it's not like an uproarious comedy. No, it's a drama. You know, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, I don't really know that I have that many like laugh out loud moments with it either because a lot of it is like I mean you're supposed to be amused by her like wealthy bitchiness but also like you're supposed to feel that sting right from Lorelai. But, I, well you know, I was kind of interpreting Emily and Richard sorry to interrupt I was inter- interpreting them no, as sort it. of comic relief based on these few episodes I saw but maybe that's not the case mm, sometimes they're comic relief and often like you'll only see like some sometimes they are comic relief like mm-hmm. uh, a lot of episodes will open with a Friday night dinner scene that has very little or only a teeny tiny tangential bit to do with the rest of the episode. And it's just for the comic relief of Emily doing something ridiculous and wealthy or Richard being clueless sure, or whatever. Sure. But they really, I mean, and that's what I mean about, that's what I mean about the show being all about relationships. I mean, it, it they, they become more and more and more characters than they are. Mm-hmm. Um, even, I mean, their characters don't change. I was actually, that was one of the things I was most struck by rewatching these very, very early episodes was like, these characters, I mean, that they, they, there's a lot of stuff that changes and the show finds its rhythms in a lot of ways, but like the characters are really drilled in right from the beginning. Um, but although, I, well, Suki stops injuring herself constantly. Mm. Um, but I'm anyway. I'd be glad for that. I was, <laughs> yeah, I that, was, it was bored kind of it like from the first scene it happens. <laughs> yeah, she gets, I mean, she's always, she remains like high, strong and obsessive, but in, in sort of charming, delightful ways. Anyway, uh, but no, I mean, I, I really don't think Richard and Emily like, and that's the thing is like, they do kind of come across as comic relief a little bit here, but like the show really dives into 
Emily and Lorelai's relationship and mm-hmm. um, less her relationship with her dad because she doesn't really have one. But sure. um, well, he, he's off the his startup just went public and I'm sure nothing will go wrong later on this year when the dot com bubble crashes. <laughs> oh, no, you're talking about Rory's dad. No, I'm not talking about Rory's dad. I'm oh, oh about, sorry. I'm talking about Lorelai's. Yeah. Lorelai's dad. Right. 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 Oh, sorry. He uh, the dot com thing was about Rory's dad. Right, right, right. But you said Lorelai, she does have a dad. That's Richard, right? Like he, he or is yes. He... Okay, but the dot com bubble thing was about Rory's dad, not. Yeah, sorry, Lorelai's maybe dad. I just misheard what you, what you, whose dad you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, that was confusing. Well, and it's confusing because their names are both Lorelai too. But yes. um, uh, right, 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 right. So it, no, so it delves into Lorelai's relationship with her mom and a mm-hmm. little bit with her dad although again she doesn't have much of a relationship with her dad oh sorry i what i when you <laughs> said she doesn't have m- much of one like i my brain just admitted much of one i heard she doesn't have a dad and so my, oh my, no that, no hence hence the misunderstanding anyway no no no. oh <laughs> yeah no no i see what you're saying yeah, yeah confusing confusing pronouns and antecedents no no no. rory has a dad <laughs> and she has a complicated relationship with her dad but lorelei just kind of like is incapable of interacting with her dad for the most part yeah um and, well and that's the thing is like it's obviously the the show is very clearly showing making us it, it's very clearly implying like okay look there's a lot of emotional scarring in the back here and you know i expect that maybe you know that will unfold more trickle oh, yeah. slowly over time like i was totally like you know understanding that, that would lot. be the case but, but yeah, I mean, just in these, you know, especially in the third episode, like, Lorelai's really unsympathetic in, in a lot of ways. And, you know, and so it's kind of hard to, I don't know, it's it's hard to really empathize when, you know, as far as we know, you know, the slights are only the, you know, mean shit that Emily might say to her. Like, like you know, the, having the incomplete picture makes her seem to be really kind of, you know, stuck up. Yeah, that's another reason that again, I'm really I'm really frustrated that we ended up watching this third <laughs> episode because yeah, Lorelai comes Lorelai does come across really really bad and bitchily in it and and like really petty with the way she's like jealous that her parents are, you know, or having fun with her daughter. Or, yeah. yeah. Um and it's like it's you know, it's it's a combination of things. Um like part of it is that you do you we do we it gets teased out a lot we Mm -hmm. learn a lot we learn so much detail about Lorelai's past and Mm -hmm. like going back and rewatching it like her her anger and her skepticism and her frustration and her bitterness and all of the shit with her parents is like it's really pretty earned right but also in like retroactively right right right. um but also I mean and this is another thing that that comes out as you go I mean it's really fair to say that like I, I Lorelai is often unsympathetic because, like, mm-hmm. there are a lot of ways in which Lorelai is, you know, Lorelai is still the petulant sixteen-year-old who ran away from home right. with her with her infant. Um, it, which again, and this is this is all stuff that that continues to play out later in the series. But at one point, even in these ep- in the the very first episode, she mentions to Rory, like, "You've always been the sensible one in this house," <laughs> and like it 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 is really true in some ways that are like kind of sad. Like at the, again, yeah, yeah, it's well, I mean, remarkable. It seems... It's remarkable how much they stick to these characterizations. But like, it, there are a lot of ways that Lorelai is often in the wrong dealing with her parents because she immediately and very very teenagerly mm-hmm. immediately jumps to conclusions that her parents are horrible and they're out to get her and they're trying to embarrass her and they're doing the same things over and over again. And often they are, 
but sometimes they're not and right well she's it, wrong. it seems it seems like because she had an interrupted childhood by having a kid so young it's like she stopped maturing at that age and then her daughter's kind of picking things up which is why they're at such even yeah. footing in terms of just like you know everything from macy gray cds to how they talk <laughs> to you know all of that um, totally so um I will say though there there is stuff in the show I liked. I don't want this to be a complete you know dump. Yeah, fest yeah, here. yeah. So what? So what are other? I mean, and I have to say, I again, I was I was apprehensive. I wasn't sure you'd like this, and then when I realized which episode episode three was, I was like, oh, this isn't going to sell it as hard. I as actually like that was. episode, like just on the, as much as I like the others. Like I okay. thought that was a, I don't know, I thought I thought it was a. It's not. It's not a. It's not that bad of an episode. It's just that like. Yeah. If I'm working on trying to sell sell you the show a little bit, it's <laughs> I think, one I mean, that I would is... skip over in favor of the one that follows it because the one that follows it feels more like the rhythm of the show. Okay. Whereas having the thing is that these three episodes taken together make it seem like the show is like ninety percent about like the complicated nonsense between the Lorelai's and Richard and Emily, mm-hmm. which a lot of it is, but like a lot of it isn't. There are lots of episodes they're not even in, you know. So it's kind of like interesting. The next one, the ne- and the, the next episode has a lot more Rory and Lorelai, and a lot more Rory and Chilton, and a lot more, mm. a lot more of like developing of those two characters and their relationship. Okay, that's really, really much more the heart of the show. So there, well, not every episode, you... not every episode of this show is about class warfare. I swear. <laughs> the uh, the characters I actually like the most, uh, other than Melissa McCarthy, were the staff at the um, Casual Independence Melissa Inn. McCarthy. Hang um, out. So there's uh, so Alex Borstein, Lois from from Family Guy, uh, as the sarcastic harpist. I hope yes. she sticks sticks around. Is she? No, oh, not really. She was like one of my favorite characters. <laughs> mm, yeah, but they don't have that much to argue over. So I guess. they kind of I don't, I don't know. know. I don't even I can't even pinpoint for you when she disappears, but she does. Okay, sorry, spoiler. Um, and then uh, is it Michelle, the French? Yes. Uh, he he was he seems like he has him. a lot of potential to stick around and just kind of be the constant him. foil, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and I also love the the rare little glimpses of moments where all of a sudden they become allies. Yeah. Like Michelle exists <laughs> to be like the obnoxious Frenchman and annoy Lorelai and make it clear that Lorelai is like a pain in his life and whatever. And then all of a sudden the twin grooms walk in and the two of them <laughs> instantly snap into this like ally mode where yep. they're like. They're friends and they're dishing about this weird situation. Wow. Are those? No. Would be two. Please. <laughs> weird. You kept this from me on purpose. It's like a really snooty Doubleman commercial. Just let me know when the midgets and clowns arrive. Um, and then also, uh, I forget his name, but the guy who runs the coffee shop, the uh, cafe Luke. Owner. Luke, um, Luke Danes. He, he immediately won me over because it's, when he was bringing over the food and he's telling them what, how it's going to kill them, like that immediately is just like you have earned this character r- right away. Is guy who sells food and tells everyone not to eat it. <laughs> specifically, he runs a diner. Like he could run any kind of restaurant, and he specifically runs a diner where he sells, you know, greasy breakfast food and burgers Chili and fries. fries. Yep. And yeah, and yeah, he's but he's like a crazy health food nut. He doesn't drink any coffee himself and he's always lecturing them about the coffee and yep. the greasy food and yeah Luke and, and, is a delight yeah and then one thing while we're talking about Townsfolk also I forget her name 
Patty, was it? Miss Patty? Miss Patty, yeah. Who who I wasn't sure about at first. I was kind of like, oh, she's kind of like a gossipy whatever. But then in the later episode where she's talking, talking to her students and saying, now walk smooth. That's a new Harry Potter on your heads. If they should drop, Harry will die and there won't be any more books. That yeah. was great. Another another perfect, you have won over this character for me in one line moment. Like that, That's why I was kind of latching on to what I was looking. I think I was looking for. And Babette with the gnomes. Sorry, what? <laughs> But sorry, Babette is her next door neighbor okay. um, with the crazy blonde hair who comes in over and who is the one who calls her when the DSL people right, are there. Right, right, okay. And she's like, he kicked a gnome. You can tell a lot about a man by the way he treats a gnome. Was that in this? These yeah, episodes? that was in the first episode. Okay, I must have just like spaced out when that character showed up. Um, but anyway, she's so- just another. She's just another of the quirky cast of crazy characters in the town right i mean yeah and like like we said in the the you said the intro that you uh, you wrote for me like you know this is clearly a colorful small town with these fun characters and so that was the thing that i feel like i enjoyed the most was sort of the sense of like okay realistically over the course of the, you know the span of time however long they're in uh stars hollow is that the name of yes, the town stars hollow that you know clearly we'll, we'll get to know these kooky characters more and that was that was kind of i think why i was um latching on to the more comedic moments of what Emily or Richard might say as I was I was looking for sort of that into these characters of just like okay here's these maybe slightly cartoony people who live in this society like that was sort of my my angle but yeah it seems like they're not maybe as central to or maybe the things I was I was looking at were were a bit of a distraction from from maybe the true value of those characters you know maybe they go deeper than that yeah no you know what it's funny I've um that's a really good point coming to these introductory episodes with completely like no having never seen the show before. I'm not sure I have God, I'm not that's the thing is I'm not sure I've ever watched these first early episodes without already knowing the show. Ah. So So this sort of it works as foreshadowing or a prequel type thing for you where you kind of know yeah, where things might wind up later yeah, on. Yeah, so like so like it has never occurred to me, except that now that you're saying it, it makes perfect sense that you in these episodes you have no reason to think that Richard and Emily would be anything deeper or more developed than the wacky cast of characters in Stars Hollow. Right. So yeah, yeah that I mean, makes total like, sense. Clearly yeah, from no, the get go, we're is... being set up to have Lorelai and Roy be the center of the show. I mean, they're right. the title of the show, but, uh, but yeah, like I didn't have any evidence or any reason to believe that the, the rich parents would be different at this point, other than the fact right. that they're blood relatives. So maybe they will be seen more frequently. Right. Um, no, that makes total sense. But no, yeah, no, I'm thinking about it. And like, I, that's the thing is like, I didn't, God, I, Sorry, I'm just contemplating Gilmore <laughs> Girls and when I perhaps started watching it and ha- I like like did you were you watching this when it was on TV like were you jumping in some point mid season maybe or um so I was watching it when it was still on TV but I but not like current on the wb like it was still airing like syndication but uh, yeah but i watched it primarily in syndication abc family used to play it at five o'clock every weekday um which if any which of any of my high school friends happen to listen to this podcast they will distinctly remember how we all used to get together and watch it at five o'clock on weekdays after school um and my mom and i also used to watch it also the five o'clock weekday showing on abc family um when we were skiing because that's like not long after you come in from skiing, you watch a couple episodes of Law and Order on TNT, and then you watch <laughs> the Gilmore Girls before you have to get ready for dinner. You know, it's a whole thing. And 
So, yeah. So, like, I watched it sequentially and while it was still on the air, but, like, not necessarily, not, like, from the beginning originally, kind of. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, yeah, and it's weird because it's, like, I don't remember a starting point for it. So, like, I'm kind of at a loss. Which means, however, that I have never seen these three episodes with, like, fresh eyes of having any... Just in a vacuum, yeah. Of knowing nothing about the characters, yeah. Yeah, and that's what I was saying earlier. It's just, like, I would totally believe, if you tell me that the show gets amazing later on, like, I 100% believe that... Oh, it does. You know, the show has the potential to be there. Like I said, there's a lot of world building. There's a lot of, you know, good starts. But, but yeah, so it's really... my, My critique is really just, like, these three specific episodes... Maybe I'll come back to that. You know, maybe I'll come back and keep on going at a later point. But I, yeah, I don't really have the urgent like need to like. Oh man, I have to keep on going, which is what I felt. Yeah, with the need Crazy that X, I'm, you know, where the I was need like, that I'm currently giving into. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, still, like um, a couple other notes, thing, things that I wrote down here. Um, in the third episode, there's a bit where Lorelai is saying, "I would rather do all these things than go yeah. to the club with you." Um, are you familiar with the Weird Al Yankovic song, One More Minute? No. Okay. I don't think so. What's the song that it parodies? It's not a direct parody. It's a, it's a genre, one of his genre parodies of kind of a doo-wop oh, okay. or, or, yeah, probably doo-wop slash Elvis Heartbreaks type song. Um, and I don't know. I, I want to go back and compare that scene with Lorelai to this song some you of think the she things was stealing from it? I think it's a, a little bit of plagiarizing. Uh, I, I don't know. Darling, I'd rather have my blood sucked out by leeches. leeches. Shove an ice pick under a toenail or two. But I'd rather stick something sharp in my ear than go to the club with you. Fine. <laughs> I'd rather slide down a banister of razor blades and land in a pool of alcohol than go to the club with you. I got it. <laughs> Don't stop me, I'm on a roll. Uh, I'd rather eat my own hand than go to the club with you. I'd rather dive into a swimming pool filled with double-edged razor blades than spend one more minute with you. It might be intentional. Maybe the writers were fans there's, and they wanted to reference it. Or There's a lot, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, deep and serious pop culture referencing. Yeah. Like yeah. a great, a large, large proportion of the things that they say are in some way referential to something. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if it's an intentional reference at all. Yeah. It might not be, but it wouldn't surprise me if it was. Um, other thing that I, that I liked, I mentioned this briefly earlier, but I do love the fact that uh, the show is making reference to, you know, the first startup boom out, happening yeah. out there in California. Yeah. Uh, they talk about uh, Rory's father, how a startup goes public next month. And uh, I looked it up, so this would have aired in October 2000, but maybe taped several months before that. So this was the year that the dot-com bubble was crashing well, in on itself. <laughs> and the pilot might have been taped, might have been filmed sooner, would have been filmed for, sooner than that. that so was m- maybe pilot. it was even taped, like, before, you know, before it started popping. Um, yeah, so I, thought that, I would that think, because, was... like, Emily's hair is significantly longer from in the second episode ah. than it is in the first. Okay. Um, and then, then in the Sorry, third episode... Sorry, I was doing a lot of noticing of differences because her hair literally never changes. And so when she <laughs> opens the door in the first one and she has this, like, really short little quaff, I was like, whoa! 
That's, Who that's are you? A lot of pilots. Yeah, when you go back and watch the pilot of a show that you've watched a lot of the later episodes, this happened oh, to me yeah. recently with Arrested Development. Actually, is uh, you go back and like Lucille's apartment is completely different. Like, like uh, really? Yeah, I mean it's like a similar layout, but it's like different wallpaper, different carpeting, different huh. everything. It, maybe it's the same actual room and they just repapered it. I don't know, but it's like it's it's shocking to watch the pilot if you know kind of from you know habit if you know yeah. and then by episode two it's just bad it's it's what the actually they actually use for the rest of the show you know i was i was having that with this pilot i was texting a, a film fellow gilmore girls obsessive friend luke's diner is super different in the first one really? and yeah and um their house which i know the layout of obviously like super super well <laughs> Yeah, there's a step up into the kitchen in the in the pilot, which there totally is not in in the real world. Like, there's all kinds. The real world, not the rest of the series, in the real world. Right. Of Stars Hollow, Connecticut, which really exists. Oh, okay. Um, it doesn't. I'm being completely sarcastic. Oh, okay, well. There is no, there is no real me. world of Gilmore Girls. <laughs> um, but no, I also, can I, can I say one more thing? Of course, yeah. That might be a long thing because it's like sort of my second answer to like why I love this show so much. I don't know. We, we got to get going real soon. Make time for for an ad break here. I mean, really got to <laughs> keep on schedule. Yeah, go for it. Um. So I just also want to like want to like trumpet for a second. Another thing that I super super love about this show, which is <sighs> Rory, is such a shy, socially awkward dork who always has a book with her and is super obsessed with like being really good at school. She's like paranoid that she's not going to be there early enough on her first day at her new Mm -hmm. school. And like, that's good. That's fine. That's okay. Like that's a per that's like presented as a perfectly valid and like sympathetic thing for her to have as a character trait. And, and for a show that has stuff that's set in a school and you see very, very little of this in these three episodes, but like it takes its academic stakes and conflict and shit seriously. Yeah. Like it doesn't, I mean, you can see that just a little bit in that, in the stuff with Paris in the one episode. Who looks where you go way to... too old to be in high school, but that's beside <sighs> the point. <laughs> Folk, people always do in American high school. Set R- Rory looks like an actual teenager. Rory she looks... still does. Yeah. <laughs> Alexis Bledel still looks. Oh, the ac- actor young. still looks like a teenager. She doesn't look like a teenager, but she still looks much younger than she is. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't look much older than that. Than that. Yeah, um, that's too bad. But uh, the 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 academic rivalry, like the stuff mm-hmm. in in both like Rory's stress over her ability to catch up at her new school, and also Paris like freaking out about the academics. I mean, that's that's why she hates Rory. Yeah, she doesn't hate her for being pretty or worrying she's gonna steal her boyfriend. That's a really or, good point. It's or, just about it, the like, academic prestige. It's, it's about it's about the competition. Mm-hmm. It's about that she wants to be valedictorian, that she's the top of the class, that she's the head of everything, and she sees Rory as a threat academically in terms of achievement, in terms of getting into Harvard. Mm-hmm. Like, we haven't found out yet that Harvard is also where Paris wants to go, but she does. Um, big shock. Yeah, Rory uh, wants to go to Harvard and be Condoleezza – or, no, sorry, not beat – God. Rory wants to go to Harvard and meet Christian Amanpour. Christian Amanpour, yes. Which she should go to the University of Rhode Island, but that's beside the point. I know, and work at BRU, but yeah. you know, what does she know? Yeah. Um, but no, I just I just love that that stuff is real and valid and it continues to be that way. I mean, the show really sticks to that. It doesn't it doesn't use the occasional like it it doesn't use the occasional school project like just to just as an excuse to have a couple characters talk to each other or whatever, you know, sure. the, the way that most 
shows that happen at high schools happen in the bathrooms and the hallways and occasionally a bell rings and occasionally they reference class but really it has nothing to do with anything and, and most like, most shows the bell ringing is we need a way to end this scene like that's right. usually well, that, the, the purpose of a class <laughs> that happens a lot on gilmore girls too actually it's more um they more use it as a way to start a scene like you mm. you like open up in a classroom and like somebody's in the middle of a lecture and then a bell rings and then stuff starts happening afterward sure some a lot of the time and I mean, they do use like school assignments and stuff as a way to force Rory and Paris to interact more because they get stuck in a group together, like mm-hmm. that kind of nonsense. But also, like, the show like takes its academics pretty seriously, and it takes the fact that its character takes its ac- her academics seriously, seriously. Yeah, and like I love that, especially as someone who was extremely well behaved and <laughs> you know got good grades and did all her homework in high school like i really appreciate that like that is what this character is like and like those were the sources of drama and it felt like you know real in a way that like gossip girl where they're like also supposed to be sick i know you've never seen gossip girl and i've <laughs> promised numerous times i'm not going to let you but Gossip Girl is it was on it premiered later, but I was watching them at the same time when I was in high school, and you know in Gossip Girl they're also supposed to be sixteen or seventeen, but they're like having martinis in hotel bars and sleeping okay. with each sleeping with each other, and they go to school, but it's mostly so they can be bitches to each other about where they sit <laughs> in the lunchroom, and it's like, I mean it's fun and it's like it's like pretty TV candy, but like oh my god, Rory and Paris are like. Yeah, me and people I know, and they care about their SAT scores. Like, it's it's it's, it's like it. American Hermione in a way, where Rory is. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah um, but then if you put two Hermiones in and make one of them very nasty and competitive, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really have anything to add. Sorry, to that I just had to than... gush about that a second. No, I mean, I, yeah, I, I also think that's cool. <laughs> um. Let's see, I'm looking at... Oh, yeah, so I wanted to talk briefly about the intro, which you mentioned in our intro here, but the the title sequence to this. Um, As you alluded to, a little bit cheesy, um, very WB, and I gotta say, I looked this up, they're apparently in the same album, I cannot hear the Carole King song, uh, was it Lead? What's the title of that song? Where You Lead. Where You Lead. It just sounds like a B-side version of You've follow. Got a Friend. It, it sounds it does. so much like You've Got a Friend. And I looked it up, and they were like, for they were the tracks were right after one another on the same album in like 1971. So like, clearly, this is like just the up-tempo version. Maybe they couldn't go with You've Got a Friend just because like it was it's too slow. But as someone who knows that song a lot better, <laughs> it was really distracting just to, just to have, to hear, hear this song. Um, yeah. And I mean, it's also a sepia tone montage of the two of them hugging each other. Yeah. Which was just like, that didn't actually really bother me. I was just sort of like, Oh, it's cheesy, but whatever, you know, like, it, yeah, it was just kind of like, okay, artifact of the times, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's very WB. It would be super different if it was on a different network. Yeah. And on now. Yeah. But their fashion wouldn't be as hilariously 2000s if it were on now instead. <laughs> um, let's see, tr- it gets worse, but oh man, is it hilariously 2000s. I'm trying to think I of know you don't the that 2000s. Like, wh- wh- what specifically was, was 2000s about the fashion here? Well, I'm trying to remember. Uh, 
it's pretty generic, honestly, in these first couple episodes. Like, it gets worse. Okay. Um, <laughs> but there's just a lot of a heavy focus on lip gloss as opposed to other forms of lip color. These are things you would not be paying attention to. Mm-mm. And again, it's a little more a little more later on, but uh, but you know they wear they wear they wear flare pants. Okay. And um, the way Rory has her hair in the wedding scene where she has, like, the, the two sides and they're both pinned back in exactly the same place on top of her head. It might as well ah. be butterfly clips. Like, <laughs> these are not things that you pay attention to. And later on, the no, fashion gets a little bit nutty. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Um, and last thing I really wrote down here is um, Jenji Kohan is producer of uh, mm-hmm. at least some of these episodes. Um, who's the creator of Weeds. Uh, you've seen Weeds, right? I have. She's also the creator of Orange is the New Black. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've only seen the first oh, yeah. season of that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm way behind on that show. But Weeds, uh, for anyone who has not seen that, watch the first three seasons and then stop. It's an th- excellent three-season <laughs> show, and then after that, it, it becomes a bad show. So just, just, the show ended after the third season is my recommendation for anyone who has not seen Weeds. I really, really liked God, there's so many shows that, that are show. like that. That's how I feel about in a very different way, because I'm not going to say it's an actually good show. And again, I'm not going to make you watch it. <laughs> but in case anyone is somehow miraculously listening to this and has never seen it and is interested in seeing it, mm-hmm. Gossip Girl is the same way. I have just decided in my mind that that show ends when they graduate from high school in the second <laughs> season. Because it's like the thing is, I mean, it's never it's never like an actually good show, but it's a super just like fun salacious ridiculous show but then there's a turning point where the fun and salacious nonsense just gets to be increasingly repetitive nonsense and not really fun anymore (laughs) they should never have let them graduate from high school that's too bad but then again not my problem since i'll never be watching it (laughs) yeah that's nice for you yeah. And I'm being very generous with that. I just, I know you'll hate it. So I know it's sort of a lost cause. Yeah. So. No, I mean, we're, I'm, just I th- not, I'm just not going to try. I, our existing deal, I think, is that I never have to watch Gossip Girl and you never have to play GTA 5. So. <laughs> yes. I uh, think that's accurate. I think it's fair. But yeah, that about does it for what I wrote down. Did you have anything else? Any other notes from when you were watching these three? think so um i would you don't have to do it right now or actually ever since i don't have the power to assign you things um (laughs) but i would strongly encourage you at some point to go back and watch that fourth episode and see if it endears you a little more (laughs) to the to the show because again it's a lot more of like what there is to love about the show although i will say as as things as things to love about this show go, I do also love the outfit that Lorelai ends up in on the first day at show. Yeah, no, that, that um, <laughs> and that that is one of the longest sta- that clip of her running down the stairs is one of the longest stand longest lasting clips in the uh, in the opening credits. Yeah, like I'm not I don't think it ever goes away. Wow, because it's just it might later on, but I don't think it does. It's <laughs> God, it's just so perfect. It just yeah. sums up so much of the show. Anyway. That's all I got. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, I would totally believe that it it gets better, like I said. So maybe at some point in the future. We'll see. So, Eric, what are we watching next time or reading or doing? Well, next time, I, I feel like 
Gilmore Girls, I think the biggest problem with Gilmore Girls is is entirely too many humans and not enough aliens. So we're going I mean, to fix you know, that. that's a criticism that's leveled at the show an awful lot. So like yeah. that's really fair. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just it's a glaring omission in this show. Uh, so we're going to be watching Rick and Morty, which oh, is boy. a show I have recently gotten obsessed with. <laughs> okay. Until then, Emily, where else can we find you on the internet? I am on Twitter at EJ Reports. And I'm on Twitter at HeyHeyESJ. This is Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob, signing off. If you're out on the road, feeling lonely and so cold, all you have to do is call my name and I'll be there on the next train where you This has been Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob. For more, visit gvnpodcast.com. Tell me to if you're-